The Revolution were able to come away with a 2-0 win last week against Inter-Miami CF, and they'll try to double down at home again this week against the Columbus Crew. Hello again, everyone. I'm Mike Riley for 98.5 The Sports Hub and also the public address announcer at Gillette Stadium for the Revolution. Well, during the Revs' win last week, goalkeeper Matt Turner made his return to the starting eleven recording three saves after dealing with an ankle injury and not having played in a competitive match since February 2nd in the World Cup qualification versus Honduras. Turner is headed to Arsenal this summer. And one of the big highlights from the match was 19-year-old homegrown player from Cranston, Rhode Island, Damian Rivera. He became the third player in MLS history to score in the first minute of his first career start. Tico Rivera wasted no time when he picked up a nifty pass from MVP Carlos Hill in Miami's box, quickly corralled it with his feet, gave the Revs an immediate 1-0 lead. The young midfielder developed in the Revolution Academy for more than three years before joining Revolution 2 for two more seasons where he led the team in scoring last year. Damian Tico Rivera is my guest this week. Damian, thanks for being with me here today. Thanks for having me. You and I were just talking before we started recording. Would we do this with you, the Homegrown Podcast, back in January? So, right, and talking about the Revs too and so forth, but it's great to have you here as part of the actual Revolution team. Let's go right into it, Damian. Your first MLS goal, a moment I'm sure that you visualized in your head for a long time and one you'll never forget. Tell us how much scoring that goal meant for you and what it was like getting that very first one. Yeah, you know, I always remember the first one and to, you know, score it that quick was even better for me. And, you know, obviously extremely happy. I've been dreaming about that moment, you know, since I was a little kid and, you know, the moment finally came and, you know, very excited. Yeah, it, it just talk about the reaction too from the crowd so early into the match too. What was going through your head? Yeah, um, I thought you know the crowd was spectacular that night. Um, after the goal, I looked at the crowd and you know I see everybody going crazy. It's kind of why I did the celebration that kind of went with it. But you know it was an incredible feeling, and you know the fans were all you know jumping up and down, and it was. You know, like I said, again, a crazy feeling. And then you were also were in the starting 11. So to be formally introduced, that's going to be pretty cool, right? Yeah, very. Was was the announcer okay? Yeah, I thought the announcer did a good job. All right, I'll have to talk to my boss about that one then, but thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, for you right there, back in the net, early in the contest here, Bruce Arena joked after the game, it was actually all part of the plan, having you score in the first minute of the match. And all jokes aside now, how important was it to get that early goal and give your team the 1-0 lead right out of the gate, uh, literally to set the tone and really to, uh, obviously, to begin the, the victory at home where you guys have had some trouble this year? Yeah, I think obviously going up 1-0 that early kind of helps us. And I think, you know, we played – I thought we played pretty well. And I think, you know, when we pressed them, that's how we got the goal. And I think we continued to do that. And, you know, we were successful. And then they got the red card, obviously, that helped us. And with the second goal, I think that helped us even more for sure. And can you take us through the play that led to that goal? 
You made the run along the sideline. Carlos Hill did what he does best, found you right in the right place, right time, gathered the pass, found your angle, shot a left-footed strike past Miami's goalkeeper. What did you see as the play developed, and uh, what was your mentality when Carlos fed you the pass? Yeah, so, you know, I was defending, and I saw the keeper with the ball, and um, a little too far for, I think it was a six, and then, you know, Matt took the ball, gave it to Carlos, and, you know, Carlos will find you if you're in the right spot. And I made a little run, took a first touch, second good touch. And then, you know, I just put my head down and kind of hit it. And, you know, that's how, that's how it happened. And your family was also in attendance too, right, Damien? Yes. So what a thrill for them. Yeah. Um, they were extremely happy for me, you know, friends, family there. And, you know, even the guys from Bayside, it was Bayside night there. And a bunch of old coaches and stuff like that were at the game. So it was, you know, even more incredible for all of them to be there. And like I said, suited up first MLS start Saturday's win. Can you take us through the experience when you knew your number was going to be called upon in the starting 11? Now that you've made three appearances over the last four games, what's it been like earning an increased role on the team? Yeah, I think, you know, um, it was hard work from the start, I think, you know, from the first the first game I played this year, I thought, you know, I was getting a little bit of more time each game. And, you know, I thought from the start, I think, you know, obviously with the goal, it helps to get momentum. But I think throughout the last games, it gave me a little bit of a confidence booster for this game. And, you know, with the goal now, I think it gives me even more boost for the next one. And, you know, you do have one more home game uh, for MLS, regular season standings, and then, of course, that Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup on May 11th as well. But here at Saturday, really the first start of three in a row, like we said, uh, to get the win right there. How are – what's the feeling in the locker room right now uh, with two wins over the last three contests? And really, is there a sense of optimism among the team in training this week? Yeah, I think, you know, guys are still hungry. Um, I think we want to keep continuing to play well and, you know, get the result we want. And, you know, in the locker room, the guys are, you know, happy. But I think we're still hungry and wanting to get the the win on Saturday. And really, one bright side for you guys here, the fact that this team lacks no veteran leadership in the locker room. You look around the the roster and – you know, Andrew Farrell, Josie Altador, Sebastian Legette, Matt Turner, just a few of those guys. For yourself, Damian, a rising star in the league, 19 years young, <laughs> pretty amazing. Uh, what's it like for you, been training with these guys every day, and how much do you try to learn from them to improve your own game? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of those guys I look up to, you know, like Carlos, Altador. You know, Altador, I grew up watching um, with the national team. And, you know, to have them in the locker room with me is, you know, very nice. And, you know, I talked to Farrell. Farrell's my, my locker buddy. He gives me a lot of, you know, feedback and things like that. And, you know, all those guys are leaders. You know, Turner um, is a great leader. You know, in the game, he's always telling you things to do better and stuff like that. Even after the game, he's giving you feedback. And, you know, I think they're all great leaders and they all do well. Have you talked to Carlos Hill since the goal there? Because I think the rule is you got to buy him dinner, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I talked to him after the game. I was like, thank you. Thank you for the pass, of course. Um, 
because you know he set he set it up and that's what he does best. You know he sets up for his teammates and you know all I had to do was pretty much take a touch and shoot. So yeah, and, and as a midfielder, how much do you observe Carlos Hill's game every day in training? Yeah, so Carlos Hill, you know, I would say plays my my position. You know, the ten. You know, I could play ten or wing, but you know, to look at him in training, the things he does is you know spectacular. You know, he. I feel like he's always focused and, you know, the things, you know, in training compared to in game is not much different. Like he, I would say he keeps the same mentality in training and brings it out on the field as well um, for the games. Yeah. He's just a, a real special player and a great player too. You're learning as much as you can. What, what have you learned the most from the way Carlos Hill plays a game? Yeah, I think it's, Patience, um, when to play the ball attackingly and when to, you know, keep the ball, I think. And I think, you know, other things come, you know, when you do that, like, you know, his vision is incredible. And I think the best thing I took from his game is kind of when to attack and when to kind of keep the ball. And, you know, I, I had you and a couple of the other guys on uh, back in January, the homegrown episode, but I know we did touch briefly on Bruce Arena winning as coach in MLS history. For yourself, Damian, as a young player, can you tell everyone what it's like playing for a coach who's been part of MLS since its inception, yeah. right, and, and all the accomplishments he's done in the league? Yeah. Um, you know, Bruce is a great coach. Um, you know, he – kind of signed me as a homegrown player. And I think his feedback is, you know, um, very helpful for me. And I think his style of coaching has helped me along the two years or last couple of years. And, you know, I think he's helped me a lot to get where I am today. And, you know, I love the guy. And, and besides Bruce, how about some of the, the assistant coaches too? Yeah. Um, as you look to continue pr- your progression in MLS. Yeah. Also, you know, Dave, Richie, you know, um, very good assistant coaches, always giving me feedback, always, you know, if I have, you know, a good practice, there's always, you know, things I could do better. And, you know, they'll give me good feedback and, you know, whether it's being in the right spot or, you know, making a play that yet, like they'll tell me and they'll let me know. And I think that helps me a lot for sure. And Damien, as you mentioned, Bruce signed you as a homegrown player. And uh, your rise through the Revolution Academy and Revolution 2, you joined the Academy as an 11-year-old in 2015, then back in 2020, part of the Revs 2 first-ever roster. Can you tell everyone some of your experiences in the Academy, what it was like, and uh, how much of a role did they play in where you are now in playing minutes on the first team? Yeah. You know, I think it was always, you know, steps um, from when I first joined the Academy. Um my first year, I remember I was a U14, and later on, I started playing up with the 16s that year, and, you know, it keeps getting a little harder and harder, and then eventually, I was on the U19 team, and the, you know, in the DA playoffs and things like that, there was a lot of competition around, and, you know, that helps you for, you know, USL, and then, you know, to the first team, so I think there's always a step in kind of everything you do there, but, you know, the the pathways there for, you know, guys in the academy and things like that. So 
if you work hard, you know, you could get to where you want to be. And you spent two seasons with Revolution 2. Can you tell everyone a little bit about mm-hmm. how important that second team program is and getting players like yourself prepared for uh, the MLS environment and style of play with the first team in MLS? Yeah. Um, USL, you know, is good competition. Um, you know, it, it's important to get, you know, 90 minutes um, consistently. It helps, you know, build your your fitness and helps you get, you know, kind of game experience. And I think that's something I needed. And, you know, a bunch of the, the staff were telling me that's what I needed. And, you know, to get those minutes under my belt, I think it really helped me. And then I think it transis- transitions into MLS. Good stuff, Damien. Uh, all right, let's do a few rapid-fire questions here. I've done this with a few of your teammates who have joined right. me on the show the last few weeks. Let's have a little fun. You ready? Yep. Ready. All right. I'm putting the – you're on the um, – the pressure's on you here. But okay. have some fun with it. Here we go. Yeah. Besides yourself, best-dressed player on the team? Um, <laughs> there. Andrew Farrell, every you know, he gets that comment a lot. He is a yeah. well dressed individual. He's got the nice suits I think, on. I think he's pretty well dressed. Okay. All right. How about the funniest player on the team? AJ De La Garza. De La Garza, okay. Uh the fastest or most athletic player on the revolution? DeWan Jones. Really? Okay. All right. You know, someone um I think someone said that he would be most likely to run a marathon too if he were to yeah. do it. He's yep. yeah, he really is a fast guy. Uh, how about the best dancer on the team? Dancer, um, Renix. Justin Renix. Okay. Renix. Worst dancer on the team. Go ahead, call him out. I'd say no, no. Everyone says him. Yes. What's up with I, that? I think I think it's just. No rhythm. He has yeah. no rhythm. Got to get him loose. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Uh, friendliest player on the team? Friendliest? Uh, say Altador. Josie Altador. Okay. How about the player you look up to the most? Carlos Hill. Okay. And uh, two more questions. I know you mentioned back on the uh, Homegrown episode about your family having a restaurant. Is that correct? Yes. Go ahead. So what's your favorite dish at the restaurant? Tell everyone where it is, too. Go ahead. Plug it. Yeah, so my, I would say my favorite dish is the Big Poppy's Burrito. Um, I put steak and chorizo in there, and they're located in Cranston, Rhode Island. What's the name of it? Poppy's Tacos. Poppy's Tacos. And yeah. what is it again? The Poppy Burrito? The Big Poppy's Burrito. Wow. And you get All right. a little choice of two meats. Oh, I may have to fast for a week before I go have myself a Big Poppy <laughs> Burrito. And, yes. um, oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, we're recording here on May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you, Damien. Have you ever seen a Star Wars movie? I have not. No. You know what? I, I am not embarrassed to say it. I never have either, and I have no <laughs> desire to. So welcome to our world. But just for the heck of it, Damien, what's your favorite movie? I like a bunch. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Fast and the Furious. Oh, good. Yeah. I'd probably say the, 
I think it was the fifth one, probably to be specific, the fifth one. Nice. All right. And one last thing before we let you go. You're coming, you're going for your second consecutive win Saturday night when you host the Columbus Crew. How important is this match for you guys, not only to continue taking advantage of your home games, but also to keep the winning ways going and staying on the right track? Yeah, I think it's a very important game for us. You know, um, we kind of want to be consistent and consistent with getting a result that we want. And I think this game will be important for us. And we kind of have to use the momentum from the last game and bring it into this game. Damian, thank you so much. Thank you. Once again, my thanks to Damian Tico Rivera. Follow Damian on Twitter and Instagram. He is at Damian Tico 10 T-I-C-O. And if you could check out the podcast page on Twitter, it's at SoccerCast96. My handle is at Sarge985. Sports Hub account is at 985thesportshub. As always, special thank you to Revolution staff members Harold Rivera and Dan Schulman. Revolution and Columbus Crew, 7.30 p.m. at Gillette Stadium, Saturday, May 7th. And don't forget the Revs will host FC Cincinnati in the fourth round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, Wednesday, May 11th at 7 p.m. For tickets, visit revolutionsoccer.net or call 877-GET-REVS. We'll see you Saturday night at Gillette Stadium. Thanks again for listening, and go Revs!